0: Welcome to the Daily DDT podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. NXT TakeOver stood and delivered. I'm Jaden Becker, and this is the Daily DDT Podcast. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite platforms for your morning drive, lunch break, or whenever you need your wrestling fix. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at TV. Last night was NXT TakeOver over stand and deliver night 2 I have not reviewed NXT takeover stand and deliver night 1 I'm going to do them both in this episode of the daily DDT podcast Bef- uh, in the first half of this episode I'm going to do night 1 which I might argue that it was better than night 2 and then I will do uh, night 2 in the second half of this podcast I apologize for not being on the podcast uh, in yesterday's uh, edition that was supposed to come out I ended up going back home and I went to City Field and I enjoyed my time there and uh, now I'm still currently home but uh, I'm We're here also for WrestleMania weekend here with the family, so gonna have a good time and here to watch it with my little brother Of course, he's a huge fan of professional wrestling as well I was able to get him involved into into the whole universe that we're all into I gave him the whole spiel that I gave to you guys uh, You know a few episodes back about what pro wrestling is and he ended up getting hooked into it so uh, he, he's been hooked into it for about a year now and uh, I'm excited to watch WrestleMania with him as it's going to be our second WrestleMania together actually watching it as, as true true fans and uh, I'm, I'm more excited than ever as we head closer and closer into this weekend in tomorrow's episode of course I'll be talking about WrestleMania uh, Smackdown that they're dubbing it and I will also uh, be giving you my WrestleMania predictions uh, sure going to be a fun time we're going to get right into our review for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver night one and two but before we get into that let us first First, thank our sponsor, Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners 20% offers plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. That is FANSIDED20 all caps at Manscaped.com Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Also if you hear airplanes flying in the background, uh, now I'm no longer in Ithaca, New York. I, I it's, it's a little bit of a tough uh, shot. There's no airports over here now. There's uh, of course got JFK and LaGuardia to fight with. So uh, I'll continue to fight with them as we battle through this episode of the Daily DDT Podcast. So starting off NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, WWE He sure knows how to put on a spectacle. Uh, They had the national anthem sung and obviously a fantastic job uh, done there making this almost like a WrestleMania-esque type of uh, pay-per-view, if you will. And a uh, fantastic job for a Wednesday night. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about AEW because, one, it was just not a good episode of AEW Dynamite. And, two, NXT TakeOver Sand Deliver, uh, I think, supersedes that in all ways, shapes, or forms. Uh, coming down to it for night one, AEW did do a good job on Wednesday night of trying to battle uh, Nxd in that sense, where they try to put as much stuff on the card as possible to to battle it, but they did not come close at all in any way, shape, or form, as I mentioned. Opening up the night, Pete Dunne versus Kushida. Uh, They had a feud coming into this match, trying to figure out who is the most uh, professional wrestler or the best professional wrestler uh, on NXT. So Pete Dunne and Kushida going at it. Technical matchup early on as advertised. Action falls outside early and often with Kushida landing a huge kick onto the arm of Pete Dunne. No picture-in-picture on Peacock. Good to know uh, if you're going to watch shows that are on Peacock uh, that are also simulcast with uh, either USA or Fox or whatever they're going to do. Uh, If the Samu cast uh, picture-in-picture is not going to be there You're just gonna be able to watch the actual match as unfolds and even have commentary along with it Which was very nice to see match falls into a bout of strong strikes Kushida going for a multitude of submissions Pete Dunne connects with the Bitter End to pick up the win. Great way to start off NXT TakeOver stand and deliver. Uh, I'm really into these type of matches between Kushida and Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne put on a fantastic match last time he was on a TakeOver, and so did Kushida both at Vengeance Day. Uh, so uh, putting them those two together, why not? Make some magic happen, and the magic sure was there. We get to see the Gauntlet Eliminator match in our next one. Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott start off the match as was determined by the... Uh, I believe the Battle Royale that they had to determine who was going to be in the gauntlet match in the first place. The winner of this match goes and faces Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2 for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Scott attacks Ruff prior to the match. Bronson Reed enters the gauntlet uh, even though there was no elimination. Uh, th- this match was kind of like a pinfall Royal Rumble if you will. So uh, it didn't matter. They had like a certain amount of time for them to come in even if uh, it wasn't like a regular the match that we would see on Raw and Smackdown where you had to come in after someone was pinned Cameron Grimes enters Dexter's Loomis enters Ruff is eliminated by Swerve Scott. L.A. Knight enters and cuts a promo on his way down to the ring. Loomis eliminated uh, by L.A. Knight, uh, which was surprising to see given that Loomis was my pick for this match. Loomis was performing the silencer submission while he was pinned, thus uh, putting him in a compromised position. L.A. Knight eliminated by Bronson Reed. Grimes eliminated by Scott. And Reed connects with the Tsunami to pick up the win and will face Gargano in night two for the North American Championship. Uh, A match that I was very excited to see on NXT TakeOver uh, Night 2, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But a great job from Reed here. A little uh, confused why they did not give Loomis this win here, especially in the circumstance that they did. I'm not obsessed on the way how they did it. I understand the fact that he's not going to be able to win every match, but I think he did a fantastic job building up to this one. And uh, I think he definitely deserved the nod here for a chance, at least in a grand stage of this NXT TakeOver. Walter versus Tommaso Champa for the NXT UK Championship. And oh boy, what a match this was. What a match. I absolutely loved it. Champa back in the trunks and the shaved head, no longer having the shragglies on the sides of his head. I absolutely loved it. Looked clean, looked ripped, looked fantastic, Champa. Black heart champa coming out of him once again finding himself in a motivated state more than ever against Walter. One chop and down goes Champa. Ciampa, turns in, turning the tie completely in the match. I live, live for Walter's chops. Absolutely fantastic. And we saw Walter chop through the announce table insane at really building up walter's chops as a next level move which we'll see later on in the match how next level it is champa runs the ropes trying to down walter and gets uh finally is able to down walter but champa uh once again downed again himself because of walter's chops walter putting up a very very good effort uh excuse me champa putting up a very good effort but walter uh once again downing Champa as much as possible with his strong chops. After an extremely physical match, Walter connects with another strong chop to win. It wasn't a full chop off, I, I will say, but that was really st- what stuck out of my mind every time I see these matches with Walter. He's so physical, so physical. We talk about professional wrestling, trying to keep everybody safe, and I believe everyone was safe in this situation. I'm not going to say that they weren't, but uh, at this point, the fantastic chops really were just off the charts. Uh, I think this was a match of the year candidate. Tommaso Champa definitely showed up. Uh, he really put on some great moves in this one. And it was a show stealer for me. Best match from both night one and night two. I'm more than happy to say that here. Uh, this was easily easily the best match between night one and night two. And Walter Champa will go down for me as one of the best NXT TakeOver matches I've seen this year. Most of those NXT TakeOver matches I've seen this year the best of this year come from Vengeance Day to be honest with you not from this pay-per-view but definitely was very solid. MSK versus The Grizzled Young Veterans versus Lagado del Fantasma for the NXT Tag Team Championships. The Grizzled Young Veterans in control after a ton of chaos early on. Fantasma connects on a huge dive to the outside. Both of them do. Wesley putting on a show in this one, really outperforming. Uh, everyone else in this match, it seemed like, coming after that hand injury he got uh, earlier in the year. Grizzly Young Veterans having both of MSK in submission holds, but broken up by Phantasma as MSK was reaching out towards each other, trying not to tap out, and begging each other not to tap out at that. Phantasma thrown out of the picture as MSK and Grizzle Young Veterans brawl it out. MSK get the ping victory over the Grizzly Young Veterans, and are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. I had the Grizzly Young veterans winning this one and they were going to pin Legado del Fantasma. Obviously a different direction from the WWE Going and NXT going for MSK to pick up the win here. So happy for them though. So so happy. I really think that uh, they they deserve it and this is probably the, the smarter choice or the more popular choice to have MSK win it here but I wanted to see MSK I wouldn't say earn it more because they definitely earned it. They definitely were fantastic in the Dusty Cup. I just wanted to them, see them take another step uh, to face the Grizzly Young Veterans one on one so there's no uh, there's no disparity, but I feel like we even got that here as legado the Fantasma was thrown out the way of this match. So I feel like I got, I got what I needed to see at the end of the day, because what I really needed to see was MSK beat the Grizzly Young Veterans one-on-one, while well, team versus team, and I felt like I kind of did see it here, even though this was a triple threat match. I, we did see it given that Legada the Fantasma was thrown out of the way. Moving on to the main event of night one. NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Neither waste time going at it at the start of the match. We all know all the brawls that they ensued in uh, their upcoming to this match. Dakota Kai thrown out of ringside by the official. Awesome moonsaults by Shirai in this match. Shirai jumps from the top of the skull onto Gonzalez and the Steel Great. Uh, you know, you, 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 every war, every, every war games, every takeover, we see Shirai jump off of something. We saw her at War Games with a trash can overhead. We saw her uh, jumping off of the. Metal Stanchion uh, At the previous takeover At uh, Vengeance Day And now uh, You see the skull That was a fantastic set piece For this NXT takeover She was able to jump off of that as well Uh, She did everything She did everything awesome She always is great Shirai But uh, her awesomeness Is not able to stop her From being defeated In this match As Gonzalez Drawing at Shirai Connects with the one arm powerbomb To win the NXT Women's Championship Amazing moment And huge for the NXT Women's Division vision uh, and uh, i wrote this uh I, this is o- already night one and i'm i'm I, w- I was sold i was sold at this point after watching night one that this was the best takeover of the year uh so far beating out vengeance day but if we get once we get into night two i don't know if i keep that statement the same i don't know if we keep that statement the same there and uh we're gonna hear a little bit more about it as we stay after the break so stick with us right here on the daily DDT podcast Welcome back to the Daily DDT Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jaden Becker. Uh, I know I'm the in pro wrestling in this one. I-, I will resume those in our next episode of the Daily DDT Podcast, but I really want to get through these NXT Takeovers, given the fact I'm doing both Night 1 and Night 2 in this one. Starting off with Night 2, uh, here in the second half of this podcast, NXT Takeover, Uh, Stand and deliver night to uh, Poppy opens the show. And wow, what a performance by Poppy. It almost blew me away. I had no idea who Poppy was coming into this. Personally, I'm not into... Uh, rock metal like that and the heavy metal that she was going with there. That's just not my style It's not me. Uh, I'm more into hip-hop and R&B and things like that But what I will say is that it blew me away in some sense that it really set the tone of what they wanted NXT's takeover set and deliver to look like uh, not my style of music I will say that and, and if it's yours and the more more the merrier to you I, I give you all the credit in the world, but It's just not my thing, but I still thought it was fantastic. I still thought it was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, sometimes I miss rock music in... in, the build up to matches and the build up to shows and you know we have the weekend performing half the time for WWE and all their big pay-per-views and you know I want to get hyped and not you know want to love somebody you know <laughs> it's a little bit of a different story first match of the night Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship in a ladder match this was to find out who is the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion as Santos Escobar held it stateside and Jordan Devlin held the championship over in the United Kingdom both titles hanging above the ring which you love to see given that you want to signify it's a unification bout high risk early on from Devlin uh, bringing uh, the ladder into the ring as well first off Escobar using the ladder to his advantage however dive through the ropes onto Devlin onto a ladder on the outside which was a nasty but fun spot huge moonsault from Devlin from the top of the ladder Legado de Fantasma attacking Devlin to save the match for Escobar Devlin fights back into the match connecting with a wild Spanish fly from the top top of the ladder both brawl atop of the ladder once again devlin sent off of the ladder down to another ladder breaking below him uh it's that it was set up in the corner escobar wins and now is the undisputed nxt cruiserweight champion a fantastic way to start the show and a match i was really looking forward to Uh, i wouldn't say some of these matches in the show were really slow it it, it had a slow pace to it but this one was what really picked it up for me at least that was what maybe why I thought the rest of the matches were slow because this one was so fast-paced and so heavy-hitting. I really enjoyed this match and I'm, I'm almost a sucker for a good ladder match. I will say that as well. And I think both of them did a good job um, I'm curious in my head like have I seen Either of these two in a ladder match before that really blew me away either I can't remember off the top of my head. I could be wrong But uh, you know it was nice to see these two really go at it to the best of their ability and did a fantastic job to start off night two Moving on to our next match Sachi Blackheart and Ember Moon taking on the way this match was for the end. NXT Women's Tag Team Championships Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon the champions coming into this one the way attack the champions off the jump of the match Moon stuck on the apron as the ring is cut in half on her as Shotzi Blackheart is attacked throughout the early part of this one Moon enters on a hot tag and dominates as we look forward, Blackheart with a huge, nasty dive to the outside. And Moon with a splash of her own going to the outside as well. Moon connects with a double eclipse, which was a fun spot. The Way uh, ends up losing this match after a senton from Blackheart to retain the championships. I had this prediction correct. And the main reason behind that was I don't think they were going to be able to move these championships as much as possible uh, early on. You don't want to give everyone a title opportunity. Or so it doesn't make everyone a, not a, title, but a title ring because it doesn't make that title special. So... You know, I, the only, in these defenses, I want to see Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon hold it as long as possible, building up this championship, making a worthy grab, not something like the 24/7 title where it just bounces around, 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 around in circles. They also uh, they corrected on commentary. They said in yesterday's, uh, excuse me, in, in NXT Takeover Night One, what they said was. That Raquel Gonzalez was the first woman ever to hold both the NXT Women's Championship and the uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, but technically, since ember moon has held the nxt women's championship and also is the current holder of the nxt women's tag team championship that the, she won a few weeks back uh she is, was the first one not raquel gonzalez so uh slip of the tongue there but th- what i respect is that they were corrected it and from a journalistic perspective i know we're talking about the wwe here but from a journalistic perspective on commentary they made the correction and they did a good job correcting you know r- recalling back to uh, what they did was wrong there Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed for the NXT North American Championship. Once again, I apologize if we hear uh, sirens in the background as I also live next to a highway. So, uh, in Ithaca, New York is a little bit quieter than it is here in uh, Queens, I will say that. Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed for the NXT North American Championship. Gargano with the Way Iron Man chess piece, which was fantastic. I forgot to mention as well that, um, uh, what's it, from... Candice LeRae, from The Way, uh, was wearing a a Superwoman, if you... I wouldn't call it Superwoman, but I'm not big into superheroes, so do not yell at me. But she was like wearing a Superwoman-type-esque superhero uh, outfit. So The Way, uh, obviously going with some gimmick here. Bronson Reed strong early on as Gargano tries to get things going. Gargano focusing on the leg and midsection of Reed. The match moving a little slow for a Gargano match at a takeover at that in the beginning, but picks up the pace as Reed starts to bump and move pretty well. Theory causing a slight distraction as Reed headed up to the top rope. Match breaks down a little bit, but picks up the pace with a dive to the outside. Uh, And with a dive to the outside from Theory... Uh, f- from, Breed, uh, from, from Reed at that. Reed misses on a moonsol, allowing for Gargano to connect with two one final beats to win and retain the NXT North American Championship. Match was a little clunky. The match was a little clunky. I will say that and maybe this is just me going off a of recency bias after the Johnny Gargano and Kushida match at the previous NXT TakeOver. This match did not have the same feel as that. This match was definitely different. This match had the similar feel to Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee which a lot of people praised, but even me still, I thought that match was clunky as well, so uh, a few spots here, I'm not going to say Johnny Gargano can't work with a big man, but, and especially a big man at Bronson Reed, which acts like a, a, you know, a less than 200 pound guy, that's how athletic Bronson Reed is, it's just, I felt, the match felt like it had a couple spots in it where the pace was slowed, I wouldn't say anything was botched, but it was just a little clunky for my taste. Moving on to our co-main event, uh, Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. Finn Balor, the champion in this one. I write in my notes here. How did this match not a uh, main event the show or end the show? But in my head, after watching then the Cole, uh, Kyler Adam Cole match, you sort of understand why. Uh, some of the highlights of Balor's WWE career screens around. Uh, excuse me, screens around carrying Cross prior to the match. Uh, fun to see there and might be hinting at something uh, in the future. X uh, painted across the chest of Finn Balor. Paint from Balor smears across the face across making uh, the, him look like Prince Zuko from Avatar, which I thought was pretty funny. It wasn't intentional, but I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles there. Balor slaps across across the face, uh, firing Cross up, making him snap. Much like how Balor mentioned, how, uh, however, uh, this emotion from Cross causes him to make mistakes. Plenty of great reverses and strikes in this one, back and forth submissions. Forearm to the back of the head of Balor gives Cross the win and is the new NXT champion. Uh, right here, well deserved, but he's well deserved it because he's winning back the championship that he never lost in the first place given he had a vacated due to injury getting that championship back and once again I write in my notes Balor might be making his way back to the main roster I think you might be able to say the same for Io Shirai as these two uh, the two top champions of NXT both dropped their championships to arguably the future of NXT in Karrion Cross and Raquel Gonzalez Finn Balor with his moments being put up on the screen as well, could also signify that as a moment of reflection of what has he has done, not only in NXT, but also in the main roster previously. And I think it would be a great move for Finn Balor. I know it didn't work out for him in the past, but I think now uh, we might finally see an opportunity where Finn Balor can uh, work in that high level. And uh, can probably could see a nice match against McIntyre if he makes his way over to Raw. Moving on to the second co-main event, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. I love O'Reilly as much as the next guy, but he has absolutely no swag. I just never seen it in him. He just doesn't have the swag. Doesn't have it for me. And uh, I, I love O'Reilly what he does in the ring. I think he puts on fantastic matches, but the swag isn't there. So, and he's trying to have the swag. He just doesn't have it. That's that's the way I see it. Plenty of security guards, including Blake Christian. Poor Blake Christian, I'm not getting used to the best of his ability as we saw him in Impact and New Japan. Be officially uh, officials excuse me, wearing a black shirt and uh, that. Only kind of the pinfall, which I thought was a nice taste there. You know, this is an unsanctioned match between O'Reilly and Cole. So not wearing the NXT shirt, just wearing a black shirt. Uh, action Faults Outside early. Undisputed error logos on the chairs of the match. Well most of the chairs at that. Plenty of chair use in this one as well. A chain brought into the ring, hard hitting, but the match was a little slow in the beginning, but picks up towards the end. and uh, Really, a a match that uh, did did pick up towards the end, funny enough. O'Reilly emotionally can't bring himself to suplex Cole onto the steel steps like Cole did to O'Reilly a few weeks back. O'Reilly connects with a suplex onto the announce table instead, and an I am the table moment as the announce table didn't break, but I can't tell you if that was intentional or not. Cole hits O'Reilly with the TV, with a TV on the outside, a big TV, not just a monitor, a big one, which I thought was <laughs> was a little shocking and surprising, but nice. Both sit in a chair in the middle of the ring and hit each other. Cole connects with a low blow. Cole attacks the ref for trying to convince him not to break O'Reilly's neck, as O'Reilly's neck was wrapped up in the steel chair. Moving on, a Panama Sunrise connects from Cole, but he has no one to count the pin, given that. The ref was attacked by his, in his own doing. He attacked the referee. Can't get the pinfall after you attacked the referee. Oh, Cole ends up putting O'Reilly through the steel ramp. I thought at first this was a DDT from O'Reilly, but it was not. be ended up that Cole was ended up the the one to crawl out of the wreckage first, given that he was the one to execute the the move. But it looked a little odd there. And Cole ends up bleeding from his mouth. Only acceptable acceptable way to draw color. It seems like in the WWE anymore. O'Reilly connects with uh, a last shot from Cole, but Cole kicks out of that. The last shot is usually Cole's move. That's why I stopped there for a second, make sure I'm reading my notes right. But O'Reilly connected with the last shot with his knee pad taken down and uh, Cole able to kick out of his own move. O'Reilly connects with a low blow of his own as they're both hung up on the top rope, getting some comeuppance from the low blow that Cole gave to him. A knee wrapped in chain across the neck of Cole onto a chair for O'Reilly to pick up the win, a fun match with great spots, but I didn't feel like the emotion is there was there as much as I expected. They I wouldn't say this build was short in any way in any way of determined I felt more emotion from these guys in their promos, but I couldn't really get it in this matchup, which I really wanted to see, given this matchup was so hyped up and they put it on last, they put it on the main event. The main reason why this was on the main event because they tore the whole performance center down pretty much to get this match done. But I did enjoy, I, d- I enjoyed the match. I will say that. I'm not gonna deny how good this match was, wasn't my favorite match by a long shot the favorite match of this whole nxt takeover stand and deliver goes to walter and champa hands down without a shadow of a doubt but for an nxt takeover i don't think that night two lived up to to what night one was i think night one was a lot better than night two funny enough and night two had the bigger matches it had the two main events it had cross and Balor, and it had O'Reilly and Cole. So a little bit of a shame there. I'm still gonna give Vengeance Day as the better pay-per-view as a whole, the better takeover as a whole. But Night One, if, if we count Night One as its own pay-per-view, uh, I think Night One takes it for me. It goes Night One, Vengeance Day, and then Night Two for for takeovers. But if we if we're counting NXT takeover, uh, Stand and Deliver as a whole. Uh, I I will say it did not live up to that level of Vengeance Day, but it was still a very good pay-per-view, and it definitely did, according to its name stake, it stood and it delivered. I will say that, and that's why I'm naming the podcast for this episode. Hint, hint. You already know that by clicking on it and making it this far. So I will give it that. In the final grade, I'm going to give it a B, closer a little bit towards a B-, minus. but it did what it had to do. I enjoy the show as a whole. If If I'm grading night one, i'm giving that like an a minus that was really good stuff but i'm going night two i think it's a little bit closer to a b minus a firm B minus and maybe closer to a C plus but averaging out the two knights giving it as a whole a uh a b and i think i think that's a fair grade for this for this one Because night two did not stand up to where i think it could be but night one was off the charts off the charts good Looking on to our next episode of the Daily DDD Podcast, we're getting closer and closer to WrestleMania. Next episode, I'll be talking about Friday Night SmackDown and WrestleMania, they're, sma- they're dubbing it as they want to have that as a pre-show. They do not want to have a pre-show for night one, given that they WWE wants to have fans react uh, tremendously for the first entrance and that let that be on the main show. I understand that, and I'm kind of swallowing it now. And, you know, gets the weekend started off early. Also, I will be giving my WrestleMania predictions, so call your bookies. Call your bookies, even though I got a couple wrong here for TakeOver, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm excited. It's WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure you're excited as well. We're finally making it to this point, and uh, we're going to see these stories wrap up, and we're going to see some great matches as well. I'm really excited for for uh, McIntyre and Lashley. I'm also really excited for the main event of Reigns. Edge and Daniel Bryan. I'm also excited to see what's going to happen with Aria Ripley and Oscar. I'm also excited to see what's going to happen with Bianca Belair and and Sasha Banks. There's so many things that can happen that can change the dynamic of the WWE uh, especially what's going on in SmackDown as a whole so uh, really excited looking forward to it and that's what's going to be talked about in our next episode of the Daily DDT Podcast. Thanks for sticking around that is all for me remember to get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided 20 at manscaped.com that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code fansited20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped you can catch this podcast on all your favorite Providers, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at dailyddt.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Jaden Becker TV. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.